got her. Yawn gang. Hashtag yawn gang. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> Sell stars. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing okay. You ready to learn about the Bible today? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, we're still in Isaiah, so we're still talking <sighs> about stroking Jesus's ego. Okay. Somewhat. It's God, Jesus, they're one and the same sometimes. Um, so today we're going through Isaiah 45 through 48. Okay. Uh, portions, uh, not fully 48. Um, just and not fully bit. 45. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, last time, if you guys don't remember, Cyrus was labeled the anointed, uh, taking Jesus's title away from him for a bit. Jesus never forgot that. Because Jesus never forgets. He also didn't forgive Cyrus because fuck Cyrus. Um, And then God says that the Egyptians are going to be enslaved by Israel. I'm guessing in a BDSM kind of uh, capacity there. Um, Normally a lot of this revolves around sex with God. God is going to shame the, uh, the idolaters because that's their kink. And obviously God wants to please them for some reason. I don't know why. He's trying to entreat them over to his side. They're like, look, guys, I'll shame you. Don't worry. Um, But then God spends about 45 hours stroking his own ego because that is his own kink. Uh, The Babylonians are shit, God proclaims, uh, because apparently they masturbate to idols and not to God. God then talks about his end game and how it's going to dwarf uh, Marvel's end game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great, awesome, a lot more spectacles, bigger giant testicles. Mm-hmm. God then talks about summoning Jesus with a magical spell, and Jesus is going to come in from the east, uh, like <laughs> Kool-Aid Man, breaking through the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! You know, my, un- my uncle... I uh, was did work promo for Kool-Aid mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid and he would go around to grocery stores dressed as the Kool-Aid man and like sell not sell Kool-Aid, but, you know, promote it and people would buy Kool-Aid. Would, would he burst through the walls? I mean, I don't recall there ever being walls like fake built walls, but like he wouldn't burst through walls. No, no, no. I'm not talking about fake built walls. I'm talking about him getting one of those door charges that like the SWAT team uses and he just places it like randomly on the wall of the grocery store. Then he detonates it and then he jumps through. He's like, oh yeah, buy some Kool-Aid. And he like destroyed the Kool-Aid section. No, I mean, I never saw him do that. That would have been cool. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure that the stores would have thought that was cool. (laughs) Uh, getting back to God and so shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you, I you're fine. Your intro. No, I love I love that visual of your <laughs> uncle bursting through a wall using door charges. <clears throat> Babylon is gonna trip and fall because they're a clumsy fuck. Uh, God tells Babylon to lift up their skirts, get naked, and then act like your ankles hate each other. Uh, there's also something about wading through some water. I'm guessing he wants him to float down the stream to go straight to hell. Um, God then shits on all 12 of the astrological signs. So, you know, take that for what you will. Um, God then tells Israel that they were always rebellious little shits. So they better consider themselves lucky. God also says that no man can touch his own glory. 
like God's glory. No, no man can touch God's glory because uh, he will not yield it to another. So y'all do not go grabbing God's dick. He don't like that shit. God then proclaims that he is the Alpha and the Omega and that Jesus will succeed in whatever the fuck he does. God doesn't know. At this point, Jesus is like a crazy teenager. The okay. end of today's study. I mean, no. the It's the end of your part. What? Yeah. No, this was verbatim. No. A lot of, I mean, it, God goes through a lot of BDSM shit right here. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what your problem is. Really? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, heathens? How How y'all doing? So today we have more Bible study, apparently. Uh, I obviously didn't do a good job for whatever fucking reason. I don't know why I keep getting these things wrong. I mean, you do a good job with what you do. How do I? Yeah, so what it's do just, I do? It's just, well, I mean, a variety of things. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 with with this particular thing, it, you, I mean, you're not you're not you're not meaning to get it right. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Anyways, let's learn what the Bible actually says. Okay, let's do that. So we're going to start in Isaiah forty five fourteen, um, talking about the Egyptians. You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? I'm, I'm ready. Okay. This is what the Lord says. The products of Egypt and the merchandise of Cush and those tall Sabians. Um, are Sabians? Or, uh, wait, am I even pronouncing that correctly? I don't know. Whoever. Are, are these people that just follow and worship Nick Saban? I mean, there's a lot of those kind of people in Alabama, and I don't know what they call themselves. Um, usually they the Tide, Crimson Tide, like – I don't know what they anyway. Um, that just makes it sound like the tide is bloody from like war and shit. Is that what it's supposed to be? No. Crimson tide? No. Okay. Um, but I, he, fun fact about Nick Saban, if y'all don't know, he's the coach, uh, the football coach of Alabama. Um, and he actually donated a whole lot of money to stay, save the space and rocket center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool of him. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, so, the Space and Rocket awesome. Center is like iconic. We can't lose it. Yeah, and it was we it was it was in danger of going out of business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways, let's continue. Uh, the products of Egypt and the merchandise of Cush, they will come to you over. They will come over to you and will be yours. They will trudge behind you, coming over to you in chains. They will bow down before you and plead with you, saying, surely God is with you. And there is no other. There is no other God. So it seems like what uh, Isaiah is telling them that God says is that the Egyptians basically it seems like they'll have them enslaved. Um, It just it does say that the products and merchandise of of Egypt and Cush um, will come to you. But it also says in chains and they'll bow before you. Mm-hmm. So doesn't that seem like a slavery kind of deal? It does. I feel like there's probably some whips involved, some gip masks. This is dungeons. where you got the BDSM in chains. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where the fuck that came from. <laughs> That's where it came from. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. He's saying that the Egyptians will know their God. Mm-hmm. So the Egyptians, they'll 
essentially give up their uh, the way that they practice religion right. and and go for go for God. So I guess that's good news, right? Yep. Um, then we're going to continue on in 45 and it talks about idolaters uh, coming to know God. You ready? Mm, yes. Truly, you are a God who has been hiding himself, the God and savior of Israel. All the makers of idols will be put to shame and disgraced. They will go off into disgrace together. But Israel will be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You will never be put to shame or disgraced to ages everlasting. For this is what the Lord says. He who created the heavens, he is God. He who fashioned and made the earth, he founded it. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret from somewhere in a land of darkness. I have not said to Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. Gather together and come assemble, you fugitives from the nations. Ignorant are those who carry about idols of wood, who pray to gods they cannot save. Declare what is to be presented. Let them take it. Let them take counsel together. Who foretold this long ago? Who declared it from the distant past? Was it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God apart from me. A righteous God and Savior, there is none but me. Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, my mouth has uttered in all integrity a word that will not be revoked. Before me every knee will bow, by me every tongue will swear. They will say of me, in the Lord alone, our deliverance and strength. All who have raged against him will come to him and be put to shame, but all descendants of Israel will find deliverance in the Lord and will make their boast in him. Sounds like God loves sucking his own ego a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And there's more of this coming, so like it's it's a lot. Which there's there's some prophetic things that Christians often interpret in these particular passages, like, um, wh- which section did we cover just now? Uh, the end of forty five, forty five, uh, fifteen through twenty five. Okay, yeah, so 15 through 25. Um, it has uh, basically that uh, he, like Jesus, uh, is what they interpret here, is, uh, will be the Lord and Savior, and he will also be the judge. Um, that's uh, 45, 21 through 25 gives us those two prophetic, quote-unquote, prophetic things, uh, which in this particular situation, it kind of seems like God's just really talking about himself there. But Yeah, that's what it sounds like. There's the convolution of Jesus being God as mm-hmm. well, which we understand it as Jesus being part of God. Like, I don't know, it, it's, it really depends on how you interpret the the scriptures and how you interpret the gospels and everything as to whether or not Jesus is God or if he's just a form of God. Well, so in this passage, he says, um, and there is no other God apart from me, a righteous God and savior. There is none but me. Um, So basically to me, you kind of can't interpret Jesus and God as separate people. If Jesus is the Messiah and he is the savior, Mm -hmm. he has to be God because this right here says there is none but him, but the Lord. Right. So he would, Jesus would have to be God based on this passage in, in alone. Right. And that's where you get the, um, Jesus is Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, Eric Coven loves to make people say, while he's at restaurants, um, (laughs) Because you know how they'll take your name? Uh-huh. 
Well, Eric, he'll say he'll say his name is Jesus is Lord. That is super annoying. Yeah. So whenever they call out like mm-hmm. for your order, they'll be like, Jesus is Lord. And he and he 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 counts that as uh, evangelizing for Jesus and spreading the message. That's gross. Yeah. The, he, he put up a video where he does it. And I put up a video where I was making fun of him. Like, this is how you actually order. And you just, I don't know. It was a stupid video. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so moving on, um, we're going to talk some about Babylonian idols, okay? Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Bell bows down, Nebo stoops low. Their idols are borne by beasts of burden. (laughs) Bell and Nebo? Mm -hmm. The fuck do they come up with these names? I don't know. But uh, beasts of burden can also be translated uh, mainly beasts and cattle. Okay. Okay, that's what they're talking about. Beasts of burden or cattle. You think they had a chupacabra in there? Probably not. Can a chupacabra work a field? I don't know. I, I mean, so. it might be able to. I don't think so. We haven't explored all of the different kinds of chupacabra that could be out there. Chupacabra? Bray? Bras? Anyways, Definitely bras. It's definitely bras. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be chupacabras. Plural. Mm-hmm. Cabra would be... I think it's cabroni. Cabaroni. Yeah, I think that's how it works. <laughs> Is he a jabroni? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The images that are carried about are burdensome, a burden for the weary. They stoop and bow down together, unable to rescue the burden. They themselves go off into captivity. Listen to me, you descendants of Jacob, all the remnant of the people of Israel, you whom I have upheld since your birth and have carried you since you were born. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he, I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. This is very strange. This whole thing, this, (laughs) this, what's interesting to me about um, the scriptures here is they're creating this religion in which the people are so dependent upon this God, like Mm -hmm. in their minds Mm -hmm. um, that it's, it's basically it's a it's a trap. Like you know what I yeah. mean? Like they get so dependent upon this God for everything in their lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, one of the main messages of the Bible and Christianity is that you gotta put God first in everything. I mm-hmm. mean, that's been uh, you know, pretty evident throughout the Old Testament that if you don't put God first before everything, then you know, God's gonna fuck you up. Yeah. It's just it's <laughs> To me, it's just this is a very unhealthy, like, mindset, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, With whom will you compare me or count me equal? To whom will you liken me that we may be compared? Some pour out gold from their bags and weigh out silver on the scales. They hire a goldsmith to make it into a god and they bow down and worship it. They lift it to their shoulders and carry it. They set it up in its place and there it stands. From that spot, it cannot move. Even though someone cries out to it, it cannot answer. It cannot save them from their troubles. So he's basically saying, I'd, again, as we've heard many times before, idols don't don't work. They don't do anything. They can't save you. Right. Yeah. 
remember this, keep it in mind, take it to heart, you rebels. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God, there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. From the east, I summon a bird of prey. From a far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said that I will bring about, what I have planned that I will do. Listen to me, you stubborn hearted, you who are now far from my righteousness. I'm bringing my righteousness near. It is not far away and my salvation will not be delayed. I will grant salvation to Zion, my splendor to Israel. Okay. Thank, thank you, God. Appreciate <laughs> it, buddy. And he's bringing a man from the east. or Well, no, sorry, not from the east, from a far off land. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in generally, um, in generally, um, whenever God here references something from the east or, or something like that, like um, that's a general kind of um, allegorical reference to Jesus. So from a far off land, this is probably Cyrus. He, yeah, he might have been talking from Cy- about Cyrus here. It doesn't say Cyrus's name, but um, the if you remember from last time, God is going to anoint Cyrus to um, overcome uh, the remnants, Israel's enemies, and rebuild Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. That's what he's anointing Cyrus to do. Right. So that could be because Cyrus is not an is he's not from Israel. He's he's not an Israelite. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Babel- Babylon okay. again. Um, go down, sit in the dust, virgin daughter Babylon, sit on the ground without a throne, queen city of the Babylonians. No more will you be called tender or delicate. Take millstones and grind flour, take off your veil, lift up your skirts, bare your legs and wade through the streams. Your nakedness will be exposed and your shame uncovered. I will take vengeance. I will spare no one. Seems weird. Awesome. I said weird. Yeah. God's (laughs) thinking this is awesome, though. Oh, is he? Oh, I'm sure. Is this more of the BDSM thing? Okay. Mm -hmm. Our Redeemer, the Lord Almighty, is his name, is the Holy One of Israel. Sit in silence, go in darkness, queen city of the Babylonians. No more will you be called queen of kingdoms. I was angry with my people and desecrated my inheritance. I gave them into your hand and you showed them no mercy. Even on the aged, you laid a very heavy yoke. You said, I am forever the eternal queen. But you did not consider these things or reflect on what might happen. Now then listen, you lover of pleasure, lounging in your security and saying to yourself, I am and there is none besides me. I will never be a widow or suffer the loss of children. Both of these will overtake you in a moment on a single day, loss of children and widowhood. They will come upon you in full measure, in spite of your many sorceries and all your potent spells. You have trusted in your wickedness and have said, no one sees me. Your wisdom and knowledge mislead you when you say to yourself, I am and there is none besides me. Disaster will come upon you and you will not know how to conjure it away. A calamity will fall upon you that you cannot ward off with a ransom. A catastrophe you cannot foresee will suddenly come upon you. Did did God just say that the Babylonians took a shit on their inheritance? No. At the very beginning, it desecrated? 
the they desecrated their inheritance or maybe God desecrated his inheritance? I heard desecrated in there. Yeah, but taking a shit on something is defecated. Well, yeah, but you definitely desecrate something when you take a shit on it. <laughs> okay, so the next part is about astrology. You ready? Oh, yes, this is where God's going to take a shit on all 12 signs. So pucker your assholes for God to tell you how fucked you are. <laughs> Keep on then with your magic spells and with your many sorceries, which you have labored at since childhood. Perhaps you will succeed. Perhaps you will cause terror. All the counsel you have received has only worn you out. Let your astrologers come forward, those stargazers who make predictions month by month. Let them save you from what is coming upon you. Surely they are like stubble, the fire will burn them up. They cannot even save themselves from the power of the flame. These are not coals for warmth. This is not a fire to sit by. That is all they are to you. These you have dealt with and labored since with, with since childhood. All of them go on in their error. There is not one that can save you. I feel like you could make a, like a really small, short sermon and just title it, God Hates Astronomy. And astrology. Well, no, no, astronomy. Oh, okay. Because the, like the the uh, astrologers are like are are what was around before we had an understanding of astronomy. Accurate. Yeah, that's true. So I, I could see somebody taking this verse and being like, "God hates astronomers and astrologers, but mostly astronomers because they try <laughs> to look up his asshole or something." <laughs> That would be a very, that would be a backwoods church. Would it be? Yeah, with an outhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been to one of those. Oh, an outhouse? A backwoods church that only has an outhouse. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did did you actually use the outhouse? No, God no. <laughs> Listen to this, you descendants of Jacob, you who are called the name of Israel, and come forth from the line of Judah. You who take oaths in the name of the Lord and invoke the God of Israel, but not in truth or righteousness. You who call yourselves citizens of the holy city and claim to rely on the God of Israel. The Lord Almighty is his name. I foretold the former things long ago. My mouth announced them and I made them known. Then suddenly I acted and they came to pass. For I knew how stubborn you were. Your neck muscles were iron. Your forehead was bronze. Therefore, I told you these things long ago. Before they happened, I announced them to you so that you could not say... My images brought them about. My wooden image and metal god ordained them. You have heard these things. Look at them all. Will you not admit them? So he's basically, again, reiterating that he has told everything since the beginning. And this is an interesting, um, this is an interesting nod to like predestination mm-hmm. because he says, from the beginning, I have told to the end. Right. And so he wants to make sure that they understand that these idols can't tell them anything. They can't do anything. They're not helping. Um, it's only him and everything he has said has come to pass and everything that hasn't come to pass will come to pass. Well, so, I mean, a lot of the shit he did himself and I mean, he hasn't always been the one to help them. Well, no, I'm not saying just only help. Oh, He's just saying all of the things that I have said, everything Uh, I have foretold. I've foretold everything from the beginning all the way to the end. Yeah, but uh, I guess my problem is, is that sometimes his foretelling is really just warning you 
gonna I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And then he doesn't. Right. And so I I don't know. I I don't feel like that's foretelling. Like if I tell you I must I'm gonna bitch slap you. That's not really foretelling. That's just saying, hey, this is gonna happen. That's that's what foretelling is. Is it? Yeah. I guess I was thinking more like prophetic. Like I guess my understanding of like foretelling or being prophetic or something like that isn't like something that you have like like is in your control as to whether or not it happens. This is something that's out of your control that's going to happen and you're foretelling like, oh, well, this is going to happen. I mean, it could be. It could be that. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I was I was thinking a bit too strict as to what you would consider foretelling to be because well, I was thinking something out of like uh, something that you're not going to directly cause to happen and it and it happens. Well, I mean, the problem with that is that according to the Bible what we've seen so far is God controls all things. Right. Although free will, which I don't understand how those two live in the same world. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but he makes all things happen. Like yeah. if you're good, he does good. If you're bad, he gives you bad. Mm-hmm. So like he do, he controls all things. Right. So and he's foretold everything since the beginning. So if you're doing bad things it's because God foretold that you would do bad things. Right. And then you get punished for bad things. You get you get bad things back because you did bad things but you were foretold from the beginning to do them. So it's like I don't know, it's like this weird infinite loop. Seems paradoxical, doesn't it? Mhm. So from now on, he's this is he's going to tell them the reason for his prophecies. You ready? Mm-hmm. From now on, I will tell you of new things, of hidden things unknown to you. They are created now and not long ago. You have not heard of them before today, so you cannot say, "Yes, I knew of them." You have neither heard nor understood. From from of old, your ears have not been open. Well, do I know how treacherous you are? You were called a rebel from birth. From my own name's sake, I delay my wrath. For the sake of my praise, I hold it back from you, so as not to destroy you completely. See, I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? This is really narcissistic. (laughs) This whole section is just like, I do everything for myself. How could I let myself be defamed? It's just so oh, treacherous. <laughs> yeah, so he calls he calls people treacherous and that they were a rebel from birth. So that gives way to the idea of being born uh, sinful. Right. You, mm-hmm. As soon as you're born, you're just a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. Until, of course, you get on God's good side. And then you best do the things he says to stay on that good side. Because otherwise you turn right back into a pile of shit. And he'll test you with all of the affliction. And he'll put your ass in a fire. <laughs> for his sake. For reasons. Yeah. He, I mean, he's got to protect himself and his big schlong, right? Oh, yeah. And in fact, I, I actually I didn't. I had one more line to finish the section. I didn't realize. So it says, how can I let myself be deflamed? I will not yield my glory to another. See? I mean, he's not going to let anybody else touch his dick. Only he can touch his dick. So he what just kind of wants you to watch. Part. Well, I mean. Just, no hands? Yeah, oh, God, I mean. No hands. 
<laughs> I mean, you just can't touch it with your hands. Yeah. I mean, he'll guide it in. I got you. Okay. <laughs> we can just move on. <laughs> Listen to me, Jacob, Israel, whom I have called. I am he. I am the first and I am the last. My own hand laid the foundation of the earth and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I summon them, they all stand up together. Come together, all of you, and listen. Which of the idols has foretold these things? The Lord's chosen ally will carry out his purpose against Babylon. His arm will be against the Babylonians. I, even I, have spoken. Yes, I have called him. I will bring him, and he will succeed in his mission. So, I mean, at that last part, do you think they're talking about Jesus, or do you think they're talking about Cyrus? I don't know. I mean, it could be it could be either of them. Um, well, they're both – see, this is what makes it confusing is that they're both seen as some kind of savior for mm-hmm. the Israelite people. They even call him an, an, uh, Cyrus, an anointed one, or a messiah. In some right. in some translations, it's messiah. Well, and I think that uh, Cyrus, uh, as well as others um, like Elisha, Elisha, um, all them, they're seen as prefigures to Jesus. So I'm wondering if maybe that's why it's so vague and the the terminology being used here can be easily mixed up with Jesus is because he's supposed to be a prefigure to Jesus. Well, also, I mean, it's, it's prophecy. So generally prophecies are fairly vague. Yeah, in general. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have ever seen Miss Cleo. That's exactly what we've been reading. <laughs> So that's actually all for today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is God's holy call-in show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next week we're going to talk, we're going to start uh, it. We're going to finish off Isaiah 48 and um, we're going to start off with how God tells Israel they have to listen right now. Right. Listen yeah. now. And he's going to stomp his feet and he's going to throw a temper tantrum in the middle of Walmart. And <laughs> I, he doesn't care if you're going to tear his ass up. Yeah. Um, and he tells them to leave Babylon and there will be redemption for them, right? But also reminds them that they are his servants. Like Red Dead Redemption or? N- no, no, not really. What? Not really. That's such a letdown. That game was good. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, they, they were. They were excellent. That's why this isn't like it because this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're also going to have a section about how the Messiah is God's servant. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Is it the suffering servant part? No, no, no. Suffering servant doesn't happen until 52 and 53. This is Isaiah 49. Yeah. Um, and then he is going to foretell about how exile for the Israeli or Israelis for the Israelite <laughs> people, uh, for the Israelite people will end. Um, and they won't be forgotten. So he's and, and so he tells them, you know, your exile is going to come to an end. Right. Yeah. I haven't forgotten you. Also, he goes on to tell them that the captors of their captors at time, at whatever time it was, will uh, honor them. And like honor them how like they're going to give them some gifts, some nice food. They're going to go out and make a Burger King run. I mean, we're we're going to find out. I think it has a little bit to do with, like, licking dirt. So we'll figure that out next week. Wait, licking dirt? Like, yeah. what kind of fucking paint chips are these people eating? I don't know. The dirt kind. <laughs> um, there's he's God's also going to promise the Israelite people deliverance and explain to them that their exile was caused by them. Like caused by their own sin. Uh, hopefully this is going to be a different kind of deliverance than deliverance, the movie. 
where yeah. they make the guy scream like a pig. It's going to be a little bit different than that. A little bit different? Yeah. Is there still going to be a redneck in the woods asking somebody to squeal like a pig for him? There might be a redneck in the woods asking for obedience. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <sighs> but just trust God, y'all. Just trust God. It's going to be fine. I got to tell you, God did not help in the Deliverance movie. <laughs> so we're uh, that's what we're doing next week. Okay, yeah. awesome. So next week, Deliverance. Be expecting it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, podcast. If you did, let us know what you learned about the Bible down below. Or if you didn't learn anything, let us know what you thought about today's podcast. While you're down there, make sure you smash that like button and subscribe if you like this kind of podcast in your feed. And as always, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.